Welcome back for another episode of the Box Jumper Podcast. I'm your host, John St. Amand. I'm a 40-something CrossFit athlete, trainer, and weightlifting coach in Bedford, Nova Scotia, Canada. This podcast is an exercise in a deeper dive into fitness, health, and nutrition, basically anything to do with active and healthy pursuits to support your everyday life. If you want to keep on top of the Box Jumper podcast, be sure to follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the handle at BoxJumperOver40. And of course, if you're listening on your favorite podcasting app, please hit the subscribe button so you get the latest episode of the podcast automatically as soon as it comes out. This episode is a special one. To start with, it's my first time chatting with bona fide authors in the fitness and health space. Better yet, it's two people I know. People I've sweated and suffered alongside in many challenging workouts, hung out for a drink or two, and in Jeff's case, coached alongside for years. Jeff Simpson and Tara Clements are a power couple in every sense of the phrase. Uh, And just a few months ago, they launched a well-received health and fitness lifestyle book called Health, Mind, Soul, Eight Steps to Finding Your Inner Peace. And they've launched a fitness and nutrition coaching business as a companion piece to the book, giving them just another conduit through which to access and channel their passions for helping others achieve wellness goals. They also host weekly live workouts that are accessible and can be done without any equipment from home, especially important when many of us are home more than we'd like during the COVID-19 pandemic. I hadn't caught up with these two much since the whirlwind of activity our gym uh, at the time went through, being closed and then open again with the uncertainty around COVID. So some of our chat is just as much of us shooting the breeze and catching up as it is an interview for the podcast, but I think it kind of works. So get ready. In 10 seconds, I'll chat with authors and healthy living gurus Jeff Simpson and Tara Clements, the power couple enriching their lives by enriching yours. Tara, Jeff, welcome to the Box Jumper Podcast. Oh man, thanks for having us. Glad to be here. Um, I'm I'm super keen to have you both as guests because you know a lot's been happening. We were both well, we were all members at the same affiliate, uh, and sadly that affiliate wound up closing its doors or not exactly closing its doors, but merging with another affiliate in the area. Not everyone was able to make the transition because, you know, like everybody, everybody's got a geographic radius within which they, uh, they decide to go work out. So, um, you know, not everybody made the switch with us. And so sadly, um, I haven't seen you two in the gym environment that we were so accustomed to in, in a little while. So I was pretty keen to, uh, to sit down and talk to you, especially in light of some of the really interesting stuff that's been happening with you both over the last several months. Um, so before we dive into what that story is, um, first I'll, I'll just say, you know, um, uh, welcome. Uh, I, you know, we've known each other for a few years now. Um, Jeff, you, you joined, uh, the gym that I was at, uh, what, three and a half, four years ago at least. Yeah. Um, I've been there. Yeah. Almost four and a half years. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, the interesting thing is when you walked in, I thought you'd been crossfitting your whole damn life because you just, you looked like, you looked like the, the prototypical crossfitter with the physique that I was aiming for every time I tried to pick up a barbell. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, the, you know, the, the global gym, uh, look didn't necessarily transfer over to the, uh, the CrossFit, uh, <laughs> endurance that I needed in the beginning, but, but I made it through, but just like everybody else. <laughs> and Tara, you wound up, uh, joining the gym, um, a couple years later, and I, I've never actually asked either one of you, did you wind up meeting before you were both members at Osprey or did you wind up meeting at Osprey? This is hilarious, John, because we are officially debunking the thought that we met at the gym. (laughs) (laughs) And if you don't know that by now, then surprise. Well, see, I I knew that there was a hint of it in the book, at least the the portion of the book that I've read so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't managed to get all the way through it, but I, I did note that early, early in the, in one of the earlier chapters, um, it, it was mentioned that you met online. Yes. So we did not meet at the gym. So Jeff and I had been dating probably about six months before I decided to check it out. And I'll be honest, it was not because he went there or was a coach there. It was actually, Interesting. yes, it was yeah. a girlfriend of mine 
that was interested in getting into CrossFit and checking out a few gyms. And mm-hmm. I was looking for a new gym at the time. Yeah. And she's like, oh, we're going to check out this new gym. Have you heard of it? I'm like, yeah, I've heard of it. She goes, okay, so we have this, this like this intro that you can do with six classes to learn. I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she goes, you want to go <laughs> so hang on. You, you had to walk in pretending you had no idea what she was talking about. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I let her go. I let her just keep talking about this gym or whatever. I'm like, uh-huh, I know. And Jeff works out there and he's a trainer there. And like, oh, I don't know if I want to go because he's there, but I, I don't want to go just because he's there. Do he think That's I don't fair. want him to think I'm following him or anything? To the gym. <laughs> so she was. She was the one that suggested that we go and do the pre-flight, and that was where I met you, John. I think you did our second or third I did. class in the yeah. pre-flight, so I got to meet you right away, and you were awesome in training us. Well, thank you. And learning how to to do everything, and then I'll be honest, you know, I've worked out like all my life, like a lot of people have played sports, volleyball, and coached, and for like 11 years. But when I walked into the gym, um, one, everyone was amazing. I loved just how comforting everyone made you feel when you feel like you have no idea what you're doing because everything feels like a different move. Mm. Um, but I was able to, to catch on. Um, and just, yeah, I, I, I loved my experience there. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you fit in right away. I can't say that there was anybody that ever walked in that that didn't wind up feeling pretty comfortable right away. I think we had a a pretty good thing going there. I think the culture with the the members um, was pretty close knit. I mean, every every gym kind of talks about that that same premise. Um, but you know, when you're when you're in that environment, you do feel the uniqueness of where you are and the people that you're with. Um, and so that, that, w- that was certainly something that was really kind of special about the way that Osprey was run. Um, you know, Rob and Tisha and, and the coaches that they recruited to, um, to run the classes really did a great job of making sure that everybody felt welcome, no matter what their fitness level was walking in. And, um, you know, everybody made progress at different rates and everybody was high-fiving back when we were allowed to touch one another. And yeah, that's right. it was awesome. Yeah, no, it was it was definitely a true. I, I like to say like a athletic uh, family. Like it definitely there was a lot of support. Um, you know, it wasn't just about going in trying to get uh, PRs, but there was uh, you know a lot of great coaches, a lot of great people, and everyone supported one another, and and that's what made it so fun, right? Like it just yeah. it wasn't so serious. It was just about getting that fitness. Um, coming in and just enjoying the social aspect as well. It was nice that nobody took it particularly seriously. I mean, you know, we all have our moments where we're like, damn it, I wish I had gotten that lift or, oh, I I didn't make the cutoff time or whatever it is. But I mean, we're not too hard on ourselves about it either. So, you know, it's it's great. Everybody's, you know, really welcoming and, and encouraging to one another. Um, you know, that's, that's something that, um, I really appreciate about the, the CrossFit environment and that's what I'm attracted to in the environments that I'm a part of. So whether that's Osprey and and now where I'm coaching at Onside, it has very much that same kind of feel. It doesn't hurt that Rob and Tisha and a bunch of other members from Osprey made the transition. So I didn't feel like a fish out of water when I went because there were so many of us that, that made the trip together. So it was kind of nice. Now you came from a, a globo gym environment. What what made you chase CrossFit? Um, what what uh, what brought you into CrossFit in the first place, Jeff? Yeah, you know, I think it's that here I was turning forty, um, feeling like I needed to make a, a change in my fitness. Yeah, Jesus, been, you did it for the same reason I did. <laughs> yeah, right. There's, it's. I just that, got there a year earlier. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's there's everybody you know at that that stage thinking, okay, you know, what do I want to do in my life? We, you know, we kind of all had maybe some kind of fitness background uh, of some sort, right? Played uh, sports my whole life. I was in the military. So I was always around some kind of physical activity. And just at that point, it was at the gym. I would go by myself, put in my earphones, work out and leave. And again, uh, CrossFit, you know, if we look back five or six years ago, it was – it was still, you know, up and coming and 
Yeah. People are kind of mystified as to what is this all about? I've only seen what I've seen on TV and it looks extremely crazy. Can I do it? I was the same way. And like majority of other CrossFitters, you know, you hear it from someone else and they tell you and they tell you and they tell you. And it's just like, hey, come into the gym, you know, give it a try. You already work out. You're going to do great. And I still had my, you know, negativity and like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it. They, these guys are doing handstands and these other things like this. <laughs> I'm used to curling, curling dumbbells and, and benching. And like, no, 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 you'll be fine. And, uh, you know, once I got in there, you know, I think most people realize it's, it's like, again, it's, it's a huge social aspect. It's, uh, it's fun. There's all these different levels to how we can, go about it. So it's not just about going in there and, and hitting these big weights and, and doing these crazy exercises. It's just about getting fit and, and getting to know people and really learn about yourself. So I, I really enjoyed that. And, you know, it's definitely, um, something that'll be a part of my life going forward. I love that whole aspect of it. I'm not currently at the CrossFit gym, but I am with people doing CrossFit stuff and right. just that environment is, is, uh, something different. And I, I wouldn't want to go back to what I was doing before. It's just, not no. yeah. Once you have that sensibility ingrained in you and it, and it becomes part of how you see fitness fitting into your life, it's very difficult to, to make a transition back to what you had before, especially when you see the, the benefits of what you're doing now by comparison. I mean, when I did the Globo gym thing, the, the, I think the thing that I found most frustrating is I didn't, I mean, I, I felt like I was getting stronger, but I didn't feel like it had a relationship to how I lived. You know, it's hard to explain, but like doing functional movements as, as, um, as difficult as it is when you're doing a handstand or, or a deadlift to make the direct comparison to what you do in your everyday life. Once you do find that connection and you realize what its purpose is and, and how it relates to how you move in everyday space mm-hmm. when you're walking around the house, as opposed to machine-based movements that don't really mirror anything that you do in real life, you, you f- just feel better doing these types of things. Um, I, I certainly couldn't go back. Yeah, no, the gym was about, you know, how big can I get my legs? How big can I get my arms? How big can I get my chest? But Mm. you're right. It wasn't necessarily about functionality. And if anything, um, I would be the the poster child of that where I have, you know, zero flexibility. You know, I was, it was, let's just build all this muscle, but I just didn't have this other functionality to it going to, you know, into CrossFit. It kind of made me realize, oh, okay. I can be strong, but I can't have that functionality as well. And yeah. that that's what made the two things sort of mesh and, you know, really get me excited about, okay, there, there's more to it than just what I'm seeing. And, and, uh, like I said, hitting these big weights or doing that, there's, it's, it, there's a whole nother component to it that, yeah. um, you know, I think people, if they haven't been into a CrossFit gym or they've just heard about it, they, it's kind of hard to explain until you actually get in and, and do it. Yeah. What was your background in sport like, Tara? Did, were you involved in various different sports growing up? Yeah, I, well, I, I played volleyball and did provincially, but then also went, um, and I was a coach for 11 years, um, with volleyball and that was not with volleyball, coach, but, um, within our club group here. And so it was every age from U14 all the way up to U18, um, mm-hmm. competing in provincials and nationals. So sport has always been a part of my life too. And I stopped coaching. And when you kind of stop doing that, you you miss that sport piece in your life as well. And mm-hmm. I found that transitioning to the CrossFit gym made me feel like I could be an athlete again where yep. we had the open, which scared the crap out of me, to be honest, but I did it. <laughs> I did it anyways. And John, you were one of my first judges and thank gosh you were there because I did not want to finish it. <laughs> um, but it makes you have this ability to compete again. And I really, I really missed that. So. Yeah. It's, it's something that in our adult lives, we don't 
have quite as readily anyway. I mean, you know, there's the odd person that might have a, you know, a hockey pickup league that they play once or twice a week or something like that. But the the competitive fire, the the part of your everyday routine that that winds up playing as a kid, it, it's hard to find that as an adult. Yeah, absolutely. And it's yeah, nice well, to have it reintroduced. It, it is. is. It's that it was. Makes- yeah, go ahead. I was just say it makes you feel young again because sport makes me feel younger. It brings you back to your kind of like your childhood days, your competitiveness when you were playing sports. That's but for sure. It, it makes you still feel like you've got it. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure. I mean, I, I don't think I really realized how much I missed it until I had it again. Um, you know, I mean, I had done I had done some other sports um, through my like late twenties into my mid to late thirties. Um, you know, I, I did running. Um, I can't say that I was competitive in any way. Um, you know, I, I did half marathons and, um, you know, I was just a, a pretty average middle of the pack runner. Um, so, I, you know, I, I was competing against myself, never really against anyone else, which is kind of analogous to CrossFit. But at the same time, I didn't feel the pressure to keep up with anyone when I was doing that either. And, and for some reason, I, I do in CrossFit. I guess it's the the level playing field where we're all doing different movements and we have different strengths and weaknesses. It's functional movement. It's, you know, it's something that allows you to, to kind of find your groove. Um, and it's hard not to get energized by the fact that you're doing this in a group of people and everybody's doing the same thing. Um, which I guess you could, or I guess I found a little bit of a, a competitive stretch when I was doing running, when I would go out for a training run, but when I was actually on the course, I was just worried about getting to the end. Um, and so it didn't feel the same way. The, the, the thing that I found once I got into CrossFit was that it made me feel like I did when I was in my early twenties doing martial arts, where it was an individual based thing, but you were in a group environment. Everyone was learning the same stuff at the same time. And there was a combination of strength and skill and stamina. It was just a more balanced pursuit I found. Yeah. And I think the other thing is, um, you know what? I did the same thing. I, I I ran, or if I played softball, baseball, soccer. You know, there's only, and you know, they're all difficult in their own ways. But you know, with soccer, you know, you just there's how do I get that footwork? Or baseball, how do I get the arm a little bit better? There's two or three elements to everything. You know, the batting, the catching. But with this, it just seemed like there was this huge umbrella of things that I needed to learn. Yeah. And, and that alone was like, wow. I said, from the first week I was there, I thought, wow, I have a lot to learn. This is going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. still learning. And it, and it yeah. never ends. That's the thing that's really fun about it is that you never feel you like you, you don't feel even close to done your, your learning. And there's always progress to be made. And, you know, I mean, I mean, all three of us are still young enough that we're still making progress. The the uh, the law of diminishing returns hasn't quite rounded the corner on us yet. Let's hope. That's right. So you know, we're we're going to continue to make progress, continue to learn new skills, continue to build strength and speed and stamina, and all of that winds up translating into a better lifestyle down the line, anyway. Which is ultimately what we're after. Even though in the immediate term we're just worried about finishing the workout and getting a respectable score and you know, trying to, to progress our fitness. Ultimately, we're really just, you know, building up strength and stamina for the future as well. Um, you know, I, I, I certainly know my share of um, older people that have a, a harder time getting around and I don't ever want to feel like that will be me. Um, and so, you know, I, I'm figuring the more capable I am now, once, once my uh, strength and speed and stamina start to decline, I'll still have a long, long, slow decline rather than a rapid one, or at least that's what I'm thinking I'm building myself up for. We'll see whether it actually winds up being the case. You're on the right road, John. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the same way as if you, if you want to save for retirement, you put away as much money as you can so that that money lasts a long time. Fitness is that same sort of thing. It is a savings bank. Um, and so you really have to put in the effort now, if you want that to pay off in the longer term, we're playing a much longer game, even if day to day, it feels like we're playing in the here and now. That's so true. I think more people just need to know that. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's the thing. I mean, I think, you know, I, I try to reinforce that with all of the new athletes that, um, that I wind up talking to and, 
you know, one of the, I guess one of the challenges for me is that, um, as time goes on, the new athletes coming in seem younger and younger relative to my age now. So, uh, they're, they're not always, uh, in the, in their thirties and forties now, and, and they feel like they're so much further away from where I am. Um, but you know, they're, they're setting foot in the gym. They're taking those first steps. I wish I had found it as, as young as some of the people that are coming through the doors now. I think there's a greater awareness of what fitness can mean. Um, and hopefully, you know, I mean, the, the pandemic being what it is will wind up allowing people to, to take health and fitness a little bit more seriously than perhaps we have in the past. No, that that's absolutely true. And I mean, uh, uh, I agree. I wish I would have, uh, found it sooner and, uh, had that opportunity to at least start, uh, this uh, chapter, you know, in, in CrossFit and the health and functionality, but um, you know, it's this is one of the reasons that you know uh, Tara and I decided, you know, we wanted to uh, dive into this realm because we know we know the importance of it, uh, you know, with the fitness and the nutrition, and uh, this CrossFit was just a um, a good um, stepping stone to uh, really give us that or my, you know, at least myself, that foundation, uh, uh, as a, as an athlete and a coach to, to want to progress and help others. Right. So now the, the catalyst for you to start, um, helping others with fitness. I mean, you, you were already doing that as a coach at Osprey anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, with, with Osprey merging with onside and you're, you're now off on your own, um, was, was that the moment in time that you decided you were going to start doing that? Or, um, did you wind up, you know, starting to, to think about how you would take your fitness lifestyle and help others with it even earlier than that? I mean, you mentioned to me, uh, uh, that your injury was, was something of a catalyst, but you'd been thinking about it for a while. So when did you decide to write a book and start helping others, um, by sharing your experiences? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, the injury, like I had, uh, the unfortunately at the end of the open, at the <laughs> very last exercise, yes, no. uh, uh, tearing my tricep. That was quite the uh, experience, and uh, having to recover from that, uh, I think I gained some other perspective. And um, whether that had been the catalyst to kind of drive everything, you know, but. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was. Um, it definitely started the process of writing the book. Um, I, I, I wasn't a writer. I wasn't someone who thought about writing. But uh, you know, uh, you know, waking up one day and, and saying uh, I want to write a book, experiences of my life, things that evolved around uh, wellness and health and nutrition, and how could I help other people? Um, yeah, it certainly it sent it on in that direction. Um, so, so the book was probably the, the catalyst that started it all. And then it was just this avalanche that started to just go down and pick up steam and with COVID and other things, it was like the momentum was there to just, well, I had time too. I was at home and I think right. with a lot of people, right. They were, uh, yep. either just working from home and, uh, Luckily, through my work, I was able to work a week on, week off. But uh, yeah, the book was definitely the the driving factor. And uh, you know. well, I can see I can see how it would lay the foundation for what you want to do next because you took a very um, uh, you know I mean the the, the book um, is called Health Mind Soul Eight Steps to Finding Your Inner Peace. Mm-hmm. Y- you take a very instructional approach. It just in in the writing of the book, um, you know, you're really laying it out. You're using your experiences to lay out what these steps are, um, and so I can I can easily see where you would look at that and find a way to layer on. Okay, well, how do I expand on this? How do I reach uh, reach people and and take these lessons a step further by actually interacting with an audience directly? So what what when did you start? Um, expanding beyond the messaging that you had written in the book? Yeah. Once we had the book written and we started coming up with ideas as to, well, how can we make this a bigger, 
you know, we started to, I guess, sort of form a company. We were building things around that, um, you know, COVID hit. Everyone was working out at home. All the gyms were closed. Um, you know, we were doing our fitness together. And that's one of the things that was so great about it is, you know, Tara and I are on the same page when it comes to fitness and nutrition and just overall wellness. So mm-hmm. that made it really easy. And it was like, we knew that the book was going to reach, you know, X amount of people, but, you know, in a different setting, like I wanted to help people in a lot of different areas, but, you know, also wanted to say, how could I, how could we help people in that, you know, in the fitness and the nutrition area? And I think from there, it was just kind of like, well, we have the experience, we have a foundation, you know, I'd been doing this for 25 years working out. CrossFit helped me get to a certain level. Coaching in CrossFit helped me get to a certain level. Uh, weightlifting, Olympic weightlifting. You know, I felt really comfortable, you know, uh, programming. I mean, as you could right. attest, I mean, you, yeah. you, you, once you get in that mindset of, of wanting to program, then I just really wanted to help other people. So I thought the two would, would mesh really well. Um, and along with that, then Tara started saying, Hey, like maybe we should get our nutrition to go along with it. And we just, we went all in, right. So right. it was a deep dive into fitness and nutrition and then trying to come up with a game plan is how are we going to implement this and put it out there to the world, you know? It's- so the, the precision nutrition side of things, Tara, that was, uh, that was your idea. That was my idea. So it's funny when you say that, you know, we were both on the nutrition. Jeff got me into the working out, but I got him on the nutrition because I, you know, will like, will spread over my philosophies of like some eating. And, you know, when I first met him, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, he needs some help. <laughs> Nachos and beer fueling the workouts. No. Oh, he was, he was pretty was good. I dialed him, dialed him in a little bit with his clean eating. So, um, I've been wanting to do it for a really long time. I've been helping people in health for over 10 years and I've always wanted to have, you know, that cert behind it and just learn more myself because I'm always following like, Oh, what's new or what's that new recipe or, Oh, this person's doing that. And it just, it's just super intriguing to me and fueling our bodies with health is what we need to do, John. Just like you said, doing the workouts is our retirement plan for wanting to be around for so much longer. And mm. what we eat goes so much in hand with mm. that to fuel our bodies on the inside as opposed to just like working out on the outside. So I've been saying, like, okay, I want to do this, I want to do this. And I was tired of saying I want to do this. So I just did it. And I told him, he's like, well, I want to do that too. So mm. then we both did it together and did the whole the whole thing together. So it was it was a great experience. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Unless you clean up your, uh, your diet at the same time, you're almost taxing that bank account, um, you know, because you can't you can't really, I mean, as much as you might like to think that you could, it's not purely about calories in calories out, you know, on paper, that seems like a great idea, but the reality is there's quality calories and terrible calories. And so you really have to make appropriate decisions. It's not like you have to live like a monk or anything. Um, you just have to make the right decisions that fuel your, your workouts so that your workouts are more productive. And then you wind up, it winds up becoming this, this cycle that gives you better and better results if you're fueling correctly and working out and getting sleep. I mean, there's, there's a lot of different elements, um, of health that all have to balance out relative to one another in order for you to continue to make progress and to continue to fill that bank account for your retirement. Um, cause otherwise you're just taking away from all of that extra work that you've already put in. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And no, that's true. I found too that, you know, people just need help. So many people, um, they they either just they they, they don't know mm-hmm. um how to fuel their body properly for their goal, or they just they just need help. <clears throat> and I've noticed that a lot over the years, just helping people with their with their nutrition, that they just need suggestions and help and ideas and a little bit of hand holding, and then you get them to a point where they're good. I, I, anecdotally, anyway, based on my experience with my wife and her friends, um, women are way better at that than guys are. Um, 
like the idea of like, I have never once in my 45 years shared a recipe with my buddies. <laughs> it just hasn't happened. I mean, you know, it, it, it may, may be sharing an idea of, Hey, have you tried this hot sauce? Uh, that that's about as close as we've come or, or, you know, regaling one another about this great beer we tried. Um, but sharing recipes, no, sadly it has not come up. Um, but, my wife, on the other hand, does a, a really good job of cataloging good ideas from friends that have shared recipes. And, you know, sometimes it's people she knows, sometimes it's people she doesn't. Um, sometimes it's just looking through Pinterest or Instagram, looking for ideas, um, you know, the, and that winds up giving her um, not only just like a source of joy in being able to find these things, but it, it also winds up sparking some creativity too, to see what some other people are, are doing with their nutrition. What's the what's the biggest thing that that your experience as a nutritionist has taught you about what people are doing wrong with respect to nutrition? Oh, where do we start? <laughs> I, I, I know it's a loaded question. It but. is. Jeff, what are you I, thinking? I think the and then you know, we try to do our best. We we learn as much as we can. We've we try to implement it on on ourselves. Um so that we can get that best experience that we can, you know, then give to uh, clients and others. But yep. I mean, I think the biggest thing is there's just so much out there. The, mm. the, the internet is cluttered with so much information and there is amazing information, but there's also on the flip side, there's just a lot of garbage. And I think people are just confused. Mm -hmm. They, they yeah. just don't know where to go. And that's like Tara was saying, like, you know, they just need, you know, guidance. They just need somebody to say, Hey, like just go in this direction. It's going to work. You know, I know everybody wants these quick fixes and you know, how could I do this, you know, this weekend, how do I lose this weight like this? And believe me, yeah. I would love to tell them, Oh, you could do it, but it's just not sustainable. And, and then we talk about that bank and setting up for, for life and, I mean, you have to do it right and you have to do it for the long term or, I mean, that, that's where I see people are going wrong. People want that quick fix now. And I, and we have to kind of like back it off and say, you know, just hold on, let's, right. let's try this. It may take a little bit longer, but I promise you, you're going to go in the right direction and you're going to make, you know, substantial progress. That's going to last, you know, for many years. And I work with a lot of ladies yeah. and I find a lot of ladies and it can be whatever their goal is. I was working with a client yesterday. She does want to lose about 30 ish pounds. And I said, I'm like, just tell me what you're eating. Like, you know, like no judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, and we checked it out and she just, she wasn't eating enough, you know, cause people are so confused that they think if they eat less, they're going to lose weight. I think that's probably the biggest problem I have um, yeah. is not eating enough. Yeah, um, I've gotten that feedback um, multiple times from multiple sources, um, and I'm to be honest, I'm having a hard time doing very much about it because I, I'm I'm not a person that has a terribly substantial appetite to begin with, um, and strangely, I find the more I work out, the the harder I find my appetite is to kind of return. Um, it's it's not that it goes away exactly. I just, I don't find myself um, having cravings. I don't have a, a particular schedule um, that I find is predictable um, for when to fuel. Um, so I, I wind up having to make a very conscious effort to eat at certain times a day and to make sure I take in the right kinds of foods at the right time in order to fuel my workouts because, you know, otherwise I'll get halfway through a workout and just have no energy to finish. Um, but I haven't really found that good balance yet. Um, to be able to fuel my workouts, but also, you know, allow me to, in my case, I'm trying to put on a little bit of muscle, um, but yeah. it's, it's tough. Cause I just, I don't eat enough to do that. Well, John, we can help you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no, I mean, Tara did make, you know, make a good point. And you guys are saying, yeah, I, we do find a lot of people that are uh, under eating and it's, it's amazing. And, you know, everybody thinks you want to lose the weight that, you know, you have to cut those calories, but that's not necessarily the right. case. And as you had alluded to before that the whole, you know, if it fits your macros, you know, sure, you know, the calories in calories out, but I mean, the, 
quality of macros and the ratio of them, I mean, just manipulating those few things could make the world of a difference. Well, yeah. I mean, you take an extreme example, just pick one, one particular type of food and try to get all your calories in that one type of food. I mean, you'll be miserable as hell. That alone tells you that it's not purely a matter of calories in, calories out. Mm -hmm. It's an appropriate balance of getting those calories across a variety of different sources Mm -hmm. um, and having a balance of the proper macros. Um, And that's something that I've not been as diligent about really taking a good measure um, for how I'm doing on that front. I eat I know intuitively I eat quite healthy. Um, there's the odd thing that I'll, I'll eat that I should probably avoid, but you know, screw it, I'm alive. Um, you, know, <laughs> right. yeah. you know, there's some things that you just decide to have because yeah, they're tasty. But I make sure that I do it in a balanced way. Um, the the one thing I've been careful of is not to get distracted by the shiny new whatever it is. Um, and that, that I think is one of the other dangers when people are really examining their, their diet is to be distracted by what's new as opposed to tried and true proper techniques for improving their diet. Is that something that you're also seeing from people that they get caught up in fads? Sometimes they do. And it's almost like we rescue you the rescue them from, from that. And people sometimes will do their own thing. And then when they realize that their Mm. own thing isn't getting them where they want to go, because asking for help for weight, even if it's just weight loss, it's a vulnerable thing to do. And Mm. a lot of people have a hard time like coming forward and admitting that they kind of need help with that. And there's no shame in that. Like whatever you want to do, we have zero judgment. We help anyone and everyone that wants it. Yeah. Um, but just kind of letting them know um, another way that they can get to their goal and just bringing them back to good, healthy foods too. Yeah. It's, it's just about informing them. We understand, you know, people are going to come in and it's like, oh, you know, I want to do keto. I want to do carnivore. I want to be vegan. Like they want to pick a side and mm. that's Okay. If that's what you really want to do, but if you're just doing it because it's a fad, then we we want to give you those options or that information to say, hey, listen, if you're just doing it because you think it's a quick fix, well, we can give you some other options. If you have right. other reasons um, that you want to, well, other things that might be beneficial for oh, maybe some underlying issues that you have. I, mm-hmm. We understand, and we'll work with you on that. But um, you know, we're, we're there to give options. We're not there to judge and say, "Hey, what you're doing is wrong." It's just like making sure that they stay on a correct path. And mostly, again, it all comes back to sustainability. You know, if you yeah. go too far to the right, too far to the left, it's really, really hard to sustain over a long period of time. But if you can find that balance of having a little bit of both, then that's okay. And then. Beyond that, having another balance, like you mentioned, like we don't go a hundred percent all the time. That's just, it's not sustainable. We would, we would crack. We it's, it's hard. I can't do that. Yeah. So I need an 80, 20 split where I have some, you know, things that probably aren't the best for me, but they keep me sane and they can't, yeah. you know, and they taste real good. And they taste oh, real yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. My, my once a year donair is, uh, you know, definitely not helping my workout the next day, but my my mind is better for it on balance for the next eleven months. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> so I mean, some of those some of those types of uh, I won't call them outright fad nutrition programs, but the you know the, these particular concentrations of a style of eating. Um, many of those wind up having to be um, customized to what that person's activity level is too. And I don't think a lot of people really completely understand that. Um, They just think that, I I think what they're looking for ultimately is for something to be prescriptive. And, you know, that it doesn't always work that way. Not not without some outside help to be able to say, all right, well, you know, here's kind of the basic parameters of what the carnivore diet looks like, or here's what keto looks like. But here's here's what it needs to look like for you because X, Y, Z, because like, you know, there are variables in that person that have been completely ignored by the structure of that 
particular nutrition program um, that wind up having to be considered and balanced before that can work. I mean, that the same reason that, uh, I mean, our, our friend Gareth at the gym wound up um, doing the, uh, the ideal protein diet and the ideal protein diet as written did not work for CrossFit. No. Um, the, the level of activity was too high, too sustained, too intense for the original prescription for that particular nutrition program to work. And so he worked with his, his, uh, nutrition advisor to change the structure of that program so that he could adhere to the spirit of it, but have it be changed in a way that reflected his activity level. So how, how much customization, like how personal do you wind up having to get? with people's nutrition programs, I have to imagine it's, it's fairly personalized. Yeah, no, those are, those are great questions. And it's, it's, uh, definitely something that we, you know, ask our clients as to, you know, what are they doing? Because yes, you can just prescribe, like you said, a, a nutrition regimen, but you know, if I don't get that other information as like, you know, what else are you doing? Do you do some kind of fitness? Do you, yep. uh, is your job, require you know a lot of intensity at those things because like you said uh, if you're doing a you know some kind of heavy protein or like a keto diet well yeah if you're going to be doing short interval workouts something like crossfit hit uh, your boxing something like that where i need this intense fuel i mean you you need glucose yeah different energy systems require different fuel that's right. And I, I tried it because I wanted to see how it worked on my body and how I would react. And I was the same way. Like I, if I was just going to the gym, lifting some weights, I'd probably tell people, Hey, if you can get through the workouts and you're fine and you feel good, you're not uh, getting faint or whatever it is, you know, let's stick with it. Maybe we'll add a little bit of more carbs if that's the case. But if they mm-hmm certainly said, Hey, I'm doing CrossFit. I'm doing these high intensity things. I'd be like, okay, we let's see where you're at. Let's see where you go from there. But we may need to introduce this because I've done it. And I mean, oh yeah, I bonked after about two months. Yeah, Like I was like, wow, I have to introduce carbs back in here just because, you know, I, I couldn't get through the workouts, but you could certainly adhere to the structure of it. You know, as you said, I mean, you right. can say, Hey, Maybe you're working out three times a week. Well, those three days, well, let's add some carbs. Let's really, you know, beef it up that day, hit the carbs. And then on the other days, you know, don't worry about it. Go back to doing, you know, the diet as prescribed and I think it'll be okay. So there is a lot of individual um, learning with each person. And that, that's why I enjoy it a lot. Just because it's, it's not just like throw the one thing out there and say, okay, you got to stick to this and it has to be exactly like this. And if you go off, you know, it's not going to work because that, that's just not true. Everybody's so individual. You have to balance it as to how it works with each person. Right. So, you, I mean, you're doing more than just nutrition counseling, clearly. I mean, uh, you know, you've got a private Facebook group. And so in in the private Facebook group, you're you're providing, um, you know, a, a, a support network where not only are you interacting with the people that are part of the group, but they're interacting with one another. How did that idea come about and, and where do you see that going? Well, that was me. It was totally <laughs> that. Right. You gotta amazing. have a group. Um, so yeah, so we created that group mm-hmm. a few months ago. I don't even know how long ago now. Because having a group, you can give so much value in that. I always say value, value, value add it no matter what you do. And mm-hmm. um, it's so beneficial for people to get so much value. And in there, we do a workout once a week. We'll have a weekly chat where we just we go live. It's not perfect. We'll do it in front of the fireplace. And people just want to see real. And we'll do, we'll, we'll talk about something, um, a topic once a week. It could be off the fly that we said, you know what, we're going to talk about this this week. Or maybe it's suggestions that people are um, asking us often. So right. we have people asking this certain thing often. Like, you know what, instead of just like, making it one, let's just have this one chat where a lot of people can um, learn about this because usually if it's one person, a lot of other people have it on their mind too. And oh yeah, for sure. Right? I mean, it, sometimes it just takes one person to ask the question, but uh, yeah, not everybody's comfortable asking the question. Yeah. 
and we have recipes on there and we'll have some we're going to incorporate some guest people to come on and maybe do some Pilates or yoga for our group and just really make it a special community where people can just go to to learn to work out a little bit be supported um, have some questions answered and just keep growing it that's uh, that's one of the the more interesting uses of the social media platforms. Um, I mean, it, it really harkens back to the the good old days when we didn't have social media and, and that kind of level of interaction between uh, people were in, you know, uh, forums and, and that sort of thing, which had its own mix of pros and cons. Um, but it really, it you know, it takes um, leadership um, of a group like that to set the tone for what the tenor of the discussion will be among its members. So how have you found your, your uh, community um, behaving? How, like what, what's their overall tone? Are they really supportive of one another and, and, you know, maintaining a really positive tone uh, as they interact with one another? Yeah, absolutely. No one is, you know, like, leaving comments about what somebody else said or anything like that. Well, and two, we would just not tolerate that. (laughs) We would, you know, we, any, if anyone was doing anything like that, we would just remove them from the group, which we have access to do that. And I think they know that we're there to just give guidance and support and, and give health tips. It's never a combative, um, question that anyone puts out right so it doesn't really have that vibe really at all it's yeah it's just a great informative community yeah i think you know people are coming to the group because you know they just want to know more they want to know more they want to be engaged they want to see what's going on how could they you know take what you know we're providing what other people are mentioning and maybe incorporate that into their their nutrition or their and their fitness. I mean, that's it. I mean, we just want to inform, we want our, you know, everybody that's in the group to, you know, throw out as much information as they have as well. I mean, it's just a great learning environment for everybody. I mean, this is all we want to do. Yeah. I mean, I've been a part of um, uh, a few different groups uh, on Facebook over the years and um, you know, there's one or two of them uh, immediately come to mind that, um, just devolved into shouting matches between between different members, and 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 usually it has a reflection of um, the the leadership of that group not p- quashing that that kind of tone very early on, um, and but it, it's also a little bit reflective of of the nature of the people that are there, why the reason that they're there in the first place, and I think that, so when you find a community that's really positive. Um, it, it tends to reward itself in the fact that the, you know, the people that are in there are looking to help themselves, help other people, share experiences. Um, and so that winds up resulting in that community staying more positive overall. And, you know, I think the, I think the fact that the, the tone coming from the two of you, like anytime I've watched your, your weekly, uh, workouts on Instagram, you're, you're super welcoming and cheerful and, you know, you're, you're, you're clearly having fun while you're doing it. And I think that's, that's the reason that you're going to attract a certain audience because that is the tone going in. And so people are more likely to share that same kind of sentiment when it comes to their affecting their lifestyle with working out nutrition, work-life balance, all of those things that you're advocating, um, in your group and in your book and, and your online community. Yeah. And and I think it comes back to, you know, w- you know, we're not there to judge. We're not there to say what you're doing is wrong or right. You know, we're just there to inform and help. Uh, it was the same way with the book. I, I, I don't have all the answers. I don't know everything, but what I do know, these are the things that we want to give to people. You know, we, mm-hmm. we've tried to educate ourselves. We've tried to learn as much as we could. And these are the things we want to pass on. So I think people, like you were saying, they just take that in a in a different context. You know, we're not, we wouldn't be a hundred percent and say, oh no, this is the right way. This is this, this. I mean, there's many different ways to go about something, whether it's fitness or nutrition. 
So if you have that sort of openness and that approach, I think people, you, you won't get those kind of people saying, well, this is this and this is that because we're not advocating one thing or another anyways. We're just giving you the, the best things that we know that we've seen that worked and can be sustainable. But we, you know, never would we say, hey, this is the way and it has to be that way. So, right. And we just want to keep it fun and light. People have other serious things going on in their life. So the time that they spend with us, we just want it to be fun. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's it's too easy to get caught up in, you know, wanting that to be your life and, and wanting it to be, you know, this and that. But, uh, you know, like, let's have fun with it. Let's Let's enjoy the process as we go through and it makes it that much more rewarding. Right. So in, in establishing Health, Mind, Soul, not just as – uh, the book and the online community, but as a business, where where do you envision taking the business from here? I mean, you're in the the very early stages mm-hmm. of developing this uh, this young business. Where do you see it going? Wow, yeah, that's uh, we <laughs> I can't tell you <laughs> the, all of our secrets, John. The, the existential question. Oh in the my gosh, we we have so much in the works. So but yeah, no, it's it's definitely in the beginning. Um, you know, we're working. Um, one-on-one with clients now. So that that's, mm-hmm. that's our, our passion at the moment. We're helping people, uh, with their fitness regime, you know, uh, several packages you can do for that. We'll, we'll help you with nutrition. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it's, it, it's one-on-one. We do, you know, a deep dive into what it is that you want to do. Um, you know, do you want to build muscle? Do you want to lose weight? Do you want a body recomp? Do you want to just have a, um, healthy lifestyle, healthy lifestyle. I mean, there's, we're taking it from all aspects and then, you know, now we've uh, started incorporating the whole wellness, uh, part into that as we're f- finishing up our credentials on the wellness coaching. So that's going to mm-hmm. be a huge component uh, moving forward. So I guess if you're asking in that direction, yes, we're really working on a, on a big, uh, wellness component. Cause we just, that's something we really believe in. And uh, we know that that's this is where that next stage is. If you really want to make these changes, is just in this wellness side and this uh, mental component, having that mental well-being, and especially right. with everything that's going on in the world today. I mean, it's uh, everyone could use more positive in their life. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah, you you talked in the book about um, uh, having converted your thinking on um, on meditation. Um, that it was, it was something that you, you didn't do, um, in your younger years, but you're uh, a strong advocate now. How did that come about? Yeah. Well, and that came about from another chapter where I talked about, uh, (laughs) not reading for many, many years of my life and, uh, all of a sudden becoming a a huge advocate of reading. Um, you know, I, I got stuck in, he was not a reader when I met him, John. No, tell you no, that not one bit. And uh, uh, through reading, you know, you, you start learning a lot more about yourself. And one of the things I started reading was uh, about meditation. And you know, uh, I've learned to be a lot more open to different things. And uh, meditation became one of them. And once I started, uh, the mental aspect of it just became huge. Like I, I think when you do fitness, you start to become in tune with your body, you know, in a, in a physical realm. And when you're doing nutrition, you, you, you have this inner awareness too, because now you're, you're working on a different aspect of it. So the mental component I believe is, is just as big, you know, and, um, meditation was just a big part of that. So, um, that was one of the reasons I wanted to incorporate it. I mean, uh, the amount of feedback I've got on that alone, just people like, oh, I really can do that. It doesn't take that much time. Like my mom, who's 70 years old, is now going to be starting to meditate. Like it's, oh, wow. yeah. So, you know, it's never too late. And um, yeah, so we, the wellness aspect of it is going to be um, a bigger component uh, moving forward. We really want to be able to incorporate the book and the journal and some of these other things such as uh, meditation and 
And corporate wellness as well. It's such a, a yeah. gap in a lot of companies that that piece just, it's not there. So if we can lend a helping hand for a period of time or be that go-to person for companies that may not want to hire a full-time wellness person on staff, especially small businesses, right? Um, you know, who can they go to? What company can they, can they call upon? Who can they come in to to be their mentor along along the wellness side as well, either for a you know a longer period of time or a short period of time, whatever works best for them. So there's lots of um, people that we can help. Excellent. Yeah. It's, well, and more, well, but we just can't we can't tell you all yet. <laughs> <laughs> it, it keeps getting deeper and deeper every time we talk about it. So yeah, we, we have a long list of things that we want to do. Well, it sounds pretty exciting. I mean, um, you know, to to kick things off the way that you did and, and gradually layer on all these other areas that you think, first of all, really keenly interest you, but um, dovetail so well with what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think that that makes it a little bit more of, a, of an attractive option because I think, you know, when people come to you, they'll be able to see a much more well-rounded, um, more complete package to be able to get help in a variety of different areas that complement one another and, and ultimately move them towards their their goal um, in a more complete way. Absolutely. Yeah. No, that's that's hitting it right on the head. You know, we 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 enjoy the fitness and the nutrition and the wellness and yeah, I mean, we know how much it's meant to us. We know how much it's changed our lives. So, you know, when you see it firsthand and you've seen other people, um, uh, get those rewards as well, then you know that you're, you're on the right track. And I think once you start to see that it's, um, it, it easily becomes a passion that you, you just don't want to stop. And it doesn't right. feel like work to us. It just feels like we're having conversations back and forth with our clients, but also I can ask Jeff, like, oh my gosh, like this person's um, maybe struggling with this area, you know, what can you suggest? So we have each other to go back and forth on for different, you know, client situations and it it's fun. Like we, we totally yeah. geek out on this stuff and it doesn't feel like work to me. No. And they, and they get used, anybody that works with us gets to pick my brain they get to pick Tara's brain so I mean um, you know th- they're getting a two for one and right. maybe they don't know it but they are so we're always <laughs> like she said you know asking each other questions how does that help how does this help you know she might say hey, you know what I'll ask Jeff maybe he'll you know he has something else so and I can ask Tara she has some great suggestions so I mean the the client is definitely going to get their money's worth I, I believe that right that's awesome. So what, I mean, what are the, what are the ways that you want people to reach out to you? I mean, I know you're, so you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you've got a, a mailing list, uh, on your website. Um, obviously you've got a website with a blog and, and a variety of different articles on all of these topics. Um, so it's healthmindsoul.com is the website, the Instagram and Facebook handle health, mind, soul life is, uh, the, inst- uh, the, the handle for both of those. And so, uh, and the website gives them the opportunity to sign up for the programs that you offer, right? Absolutely. Yes. Everything is on there. They can sign up for the fitness. They can sign up for the nutrition and, uh, our wellness program is, is, uh, now live on there as well. So we're oh, going to nice. be, yep, this is all, uh, new. And, yep. uh, so yeah, introducing it on the, uh, box jumper uh, podcast, uh, <laughs> Um, awesome. World first right here. That's right. That's right. Yep, yep. So, uh, we're going live with the, the wellness, uh, aspect of that. So we're l- really looking forward to, uh, helping people, uh, in, in that genre. So it's, it's, it's going to be fun and it's just going to be ever evolving because I mean, things change all the time, even in the fitness and nutrition. Um, so, I mean, it's, that's what makes it so fun. That's awesome. I like the uh, I like the checklists that you have on your site as well for the various different categories, whether it's career or healthy living, forgiveness. You've got some uh, some great tips in here for people to to follow. Um, yeah, that was that was a big part of the book. I, I just wanted yeah. it to be fun and and interactive. I mean, it's a super easy read. Um, people who 
you know, aren't, aren't avid readers who have read the book have said, Oh yeah, like I really enjoyed it. It's, mm -hmm. um, it, I think it has something for everyone. And, you know, I don't believe that everyone is going to take all eight things and say, Hey, I'm going to run with that. And that's totally okay. I just, you know, my thought was, Hey, maybe you take one, maybe you take two. Yeah. Find and, that kernel. Yeah. Like what is it yeah. that really is driving me at this moment that I, I would like to dive into and really spread my wings on and then just give a little checklist because, you know, we, we tend to read things and then forget about them. But if you have a little checklist and say, you know, maybe I'll incorporate it into my life, you know, if I make say, Hey, you know, try this for a week or give it a month. And, you know, once you've right. started to adapt that into your daily routine, it's like, it gives you an opportunity to say, okay, maybe I like it. Maybe I don't, or maybe I'll stick with it or learn some more. But that was the whole premise behind those. I, I know I had had similar things in other books that I really enjoyed and mm -hmm. um, I wanted that to be a part of it as well. Does that mean you're working on a follow-up? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, Tara says I should have a follow-up. I just have to figure out what that follow-up is going to be. Add, there add the ninth tip. Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. There will be a follow up. We just don't know what that is yet. The, there will be. I think uh, I, I the passion I found writing was um, something I didn't know I had, and once I did it, I I really enjoyed it. I really liked sitting down and just throwing out things and and seeing where they led. And um, you know, a lot of people said, "Oh, you get this writer's block or this and that," and I never did. Things just flowed. So w whether that happens again, I, d I don't know, but it, it certainly did the first time. Well, I mean, it, it, it might take its cues to some extent from having a coaching mindset. I mean, the, the you know, the one thing that I talked about uh, many episodes ago on the podcast was um, some of the things that I liked about being a coach. And, and one of them um, is certainly that it makes me a, uh, a more analytical athlete. Um, you know, I look at every movement differently with, a, with a coach's eye than I do just doing the movement myself. And so I do find that, 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 uh, that practice of, you know, going through the movement, looking for the, the potential points of failure, looking for cues to, to fix little things that go wrong in a movement that analytical side of things I've always just kind of liked. Now, I mean, it might not be everyone's, uh, it may not fit into everyone's personality, but it, it just kind of fit with me. It's how my mind works. And it made me better at doing the movements than if I were not coaching. Um, and so, you know, that, that I think to some extent, it sounds like that's kind of leaking into the way that you're thinking about um, sitting down and writing the book is looking, f analyzing the experiences that you've had and looking for life lessons to take out of those using that analytical mindset. Um, and you know, you, you have the foresight to actually document the, <laughs> the outcomes <laughs> of that analytical process. Right, that, right. That's the difference. Not all of us do that. Yeah, no. And you're, you're absolutely right. I think, uh, I was able to take all those experiences, um, you know, relate them to, um, what I was writing and, and yeah, it just came, came naturally it just seemed to flow it would be no different than like you said um you know as being a coach right you're going to see what others are doing yeah. um, how you're coaching them and then be able to just take that into your own you know athletic performance and say oh yeah right right okay this totally yeah. makes sense that's awesome well i i will uh i will so look forward to uh the sequel um <laughs> to health uh, health, mind, soul. Um, right. the, uh, I'll, I'll be watching with interest with what's, ha what's happening in your online community. Thank you for inviting me to, to join the Facebook group so I can, uh, get a sense of the conversations that are happening there and, and, um, you know, see you guys even more often, uh, than I get the opportunity to do so now. Uh, looking forward to getting a workout in with you both at some point. I know uh, we, we miss Hopefully not purely electronically. No, we miss seeing you. No, we missed that that aspect as, as well, and and we're definitely planning on uh, uh, getting into the gym uh, at some point just to you know interact and have that that social aspect again. It's uh, we, we enjoy it and we like doing it together as well. Yeah, no, it's fun. I I, I can't wait to see you guys in person. Um, even if we still have to be doing this crazy social distancing thing, it'll still be fun to be able to get together and throw down for a little bit. It will. Oh yeah, absolutely. 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Uh, thank you for taking the time to uh, to talk about um, your book, your online community, and and the the really interesting coaching and and life and wellness uh, training that you're now offering to uh, to people that contact you to become clients. I think you're going to be able to really make a dent in what people are trying to do for themselves, and and you know recognizing that there was an opportunity for you to share your experiences with those people and. I think it's interesting too that you both dove into more training, more, more learning, more experience that you could then impart on people. I mean that that I think says a lot about the the mentality that you're going into this with in setting up this this new venture. Um, you know, you're not resting on your laurels; you're expanding your knowledge to bring that value to uh, the people that work with you. Absolutely. Yeah. No, thank you very much. Uh, you know, we definitely were. Definitely happy to be here today and and chat about that and and uh, we're definitely not going to keep uh, resting on on that at all. I mean, we're constantly trying to see what the next thing is out there that we can uh, better ourselves um, and and to help others. You know, I mean, it's it's ever evolving. You have to keep learning. Oh, for sure. Awesome. Well. Um, if I'm sure I'll see you before then, but when the book tour kicks off, make sure that I'm there. Yeah. Yeah, that's sure. right. Thank you so much, Tom. We appreciate All right. it so much. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you both. That's time for this episode. All that's left is the M wrap up. Jeff and Tara have clearly found their passion and are eager to share the life lessons in fitness, health, nutrition, and lifestyle that they've learned over many years of trial and error and actively seeking that which would help them improve not just their lives, but the lives of the people around them. And now that fruitful pursuit has turned outward with their book and their lifestyle business and the community that they're building around it. You can get a copy of their book, Health, Mind, Soul, Eight Steps to Find Your Inner Peace, whether a physical copy or an ebook, by visiting healthmindsoul.com. And while you're there, check out their fitness, nutrition, and wellness packages on their website, um, as well for some of their one-on-one coaching. And follow them on social media, at healthymindsoullife is their handle. That's it for this episode. If you liked it, please share it. Maybe even drop me an email at podcast at boxjumper.ca. Like I mentioned in the intro, if you follow me on social media at boxjumperover40 on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, um, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. And of course, you can visit boxjumper.ca to add your email to the Boxjumper mailing list. Thanks for listening. Another episode of the Boxjumper podcast is coming soon. Until then, stay healthy, wad happy, and wad often. (laughs) 